Hello. Today's reading is Philippians 3.12 to 4 verse 1. So Philippians 3 verse 12 to 4 verse 1. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Let's uh, pray as we come to God's word. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that you have spoken to us and we pray for your help as we look at it together this evening. In Jesus name. Amen. We'll keep open Philippians 3 there if you've got it in front of you. And uh, as I mentioned before, the subject of this evening's ser sermon is, do you want more? Every now and again, an opportunity comes up that gives us a bit of fresh motivation and opens up an exciting future. And for me, uh, something a bit like that was an email that was sent around my old workplace. And it was an email asking for volunteers to take place in a relay swim between Guernsey and Jersey. Now, for those of you who don't know where I come from still, here's Guernsey and Jersey in the English Channel. There we go. And the distance between them is about 25 miles. And so uh, we got together a team of about five people. The swim was six weeks after this email came around and you know, the opportunity was too good to miss. So I sent off an email saying, I'm in, even though I didn't meet any of the fitness criteria that they'd uh, <laughs> laid out in the email. And so the next six weeks were the start of a really intense training regime to get me up to fitness so that I could swim between these two islands. And we did it, we swam it in I think about 12, hours and I swam about two and a quarter hours of that and as we climbed onto the rocks of Jersey we were absolutely ecstatic as you can imagine. It was a really exciting thing but from the moment that email hit my inbox there was an exciting future ahead of me and a goal to aim for and the Christian life is a little bit like getting that email but it's more personal, it's, it's even better than that. Instead of an email inviting you to be a volunteer it's an email saying, we want you on the team. This is a direct invitation to you personally that God knows you, God loves you, and he wants to uh, set you on the path 
of something exciting. And that is what our text is all about this evening. So first of all, this email that I got in my workplace, what does that kind of represent? Well, it's all summarized in a little phrase at the end of verse 12. Paul writes, Christ Jesus took hold of me. Paul, the writer of this letter, was a highly religious person and he, was, he observed all the practices of Judaism. He really couldn't be faulted. He was so thorough in his pursuit of a holy lifestyle and then he had an encounter with Jesus and everything changed. As he writes, Christ Jesus took hold of me. It wasn't about religious practices anymore. It was about a relationship and that opened up an exciting future for him. It's a bit like the sort of the perfect romance, if you like, in the, in the films. He writes in verse eight, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Verse 10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on. And he says almost exactly the same thing just after that. He repeats himself, verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal. We're not perfect. None of us have arrived at our destination, but we press on to that final destination. And by pressing on, he doesn't just mean becoming a better person or a nicer person, more honest, less angry or whatever. He means living in light of that email to go back to the illustration, living in light of the fact that, as he writes, Christ Jesus took hold of me. Remember that my six weeks were transformed by that email coming through and I trained so intensely with a goal in sight. This is what he's talking about. So what should you do this evening? The first thing is, well, cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus. Because there is no exciting and fresh future and vision without that. With the same energy that I trained for that swim, get to know Jesus. Every morning this week, get up and pray, Jesus, I want to know you better today. I want to know the power of your resurrection to know what it means to participate in your sufferings and when the time comes, become like you in my death so that I can be raised from the dead. Will you do that? Every morning this week, will you pray to Jesus? Let me get to know you better. That is the start of this exciting and fresh new life. Now, maybe you don't know Jesus at all. Now is your opportunity. See if there's a uh, anything in what we say in church week by week. Join, join us and join us in prayer this week. Speak to Jesus and ask to get to know him better and see what happens over the coming week. Now let's see why this is all so life-changing. There's 
plenty in our reading today about some kind of future goal or prize. And when I did that swim, it was the thought of arriving in Jersey that kept me going. If someone had just said, do you want to swim up and down the bay until we've all swam 25 miles? I'd have said, no, forget it. I don't want to do that. But because they said there's a goal, swim to Jersey, I got up and I did it. So Paul talks about arriving at his goal. He talks about straining towards what is ahead. He talks about pressing on towards the goal to win the prize. And later in our text, he says what that end point is. Verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. When Jesus takes hold of you, he does it to bring you on a journey, a journey home. And in a normal week, it's the fact that your life's journey is going somewhere that makes a difference. That change in perspective makes all the difference in how we live, but our text highlights uh, just a few of those differences. So I'm going to concentrate on those and I'm gonna start with the negative ones and then come back to the positive. So what difference does this make to our lives? The first one is, in the words of the in-flight safety briefing, leave all your belongings behind. Now that's a bit extreme, but if you're on a journey in your camper van, you wouldn't take your grand piano with you. So uh, in our text, when Paul shows us the opposite of a Christian life, he says many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their God is their stomach. Their mind is set on earthly things. It's like they're carrying as much as they possibly can. And you can't journey like that. Ariane, uh, Ariana Grande says, yeah, breakfast at Tiffany's and bottles of bubbles, girls with tattoos who like getting in trouble, lashes and diamonds, ATM machines, buy myself all of my favorite things. And a bit later on, she says in the song, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's such a blatant message of feed your appetites in that song that I'm amazed that the song isn't being ironic. But it isn't. And it's been listened to guess how many times on Spotify? Nearly 1,300,000 times. And the, mu the music video, which is pretty awful, has been watched on YouTube a lot more than 800 million times. People are getting the message today. Breakfast at Tiffany's, bottles of bubbles, girls with tattoos who like getting in trouble, lashes and diamonds, ATM machines, buy myself all of my favorite things. We're absolutely immersed in a culture which says you only live once, enjoy yourself. Whatever you want, just go for it. But Jesus is saying, you are journeying to a golden city. Don't let any fake imitations distract you along the way. These fake imitations will literally be the death of you. Because Paul says about the people whose God is their stomach, whose mind is set on earthly things, 
their destiny is destruction. Which might seem a bit harsh, but if you've set down roots here and you've made life comfortable for yourself, then you're not on the journey we're talking about. And if you're not on the journey that we're talking about, it's because you've never met Jesus. And if you've never met Jesus, then you've never met the only doctor who can cure you of humanity's biggest disease, which is death. So the long and short of it is that you might as well enjoy life while you can. But if that's you, look, we're not looking down our noses at you. We want you to have something better. Paul says, I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I hope all of us this evening either know Jesus, or if you don't know Jesus yet, we'll soon come to know him. We'll soon be journeying on. And that we'll all be willing to travel light because we're going forward to a golden city. Jesus said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Good question to ask yourself. What would be most painful to lose in this life? Could you lose everything? And how painful would that be? It shows where your heart is. Let's put our hearts in heaven as it were. Let's store up treasures in heaven so that we could if necessary, lose everything and still be celebrating as we go on that journey to the Golden City. The second application feels a little bit similar to the first in that it's talking in terms of being comfortable. And that is, don't be lazy. Picture of Garfield there. Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. Those words that he's straining forwards, he's pressing on. I couldn't sign up for that swim and then watch TV and eat pizza for six weeks. I had to train hard. We don't have much time in this life. And as one of my songs, my, one of my favorite songs puts it, life is short. I want to live it well. One life, one story to tell. It's not much of a story to say, I went to church occasionally, maybe at Christmas and Easter. Maybe even I went to church every Sunday without fail, except when I was on holiday or sick. We want a story to tell. Our lives are to be like a story, like a song that tells of all the good things that God has done. So don't wait for church to give you an opportunity to make the most out of this journey of life. If you hear the sermons week by week and you're kind of waiting for that motivation from me and the other preachers to get up and um, live your life for Christ, it might never come. Take the opportunity while you can. Ask what God wants you to do and then do it with everything you've got. And that could be as simple as saying to another Christian, why don't we meet up for coffee and read the Bible together? Or it might involve, and I want you to take this seriously, quitting your job, leaving school, whatever it might be, and going into full-time Christian ministry. God doesn't call everybody to that, but he does call some people, and maybe there's someone listening to this tonight, and that is your calling. And maybe I know that some people watching this might be reaching the end of their journey. And if that's you, 
then follow Paul's example and keep encouraging others and inspiring a new generation right up until the end. Don't lose hope and don't lose heart. Keep us going as the younger people. I don't know, I may be ending the end. I, I might be reaching the end of my journey, who knows? But if you know you are, inspire the younger generations to keep following Christ wholeheartedly. And I know that many of you do that. Our citizenship is in heaven and Jesus will transform us. So let's live in light of that. And finally, this picture that you've seen a few times already this evening, keep looking forward as we press on. Paul writes, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. Some friends of ours said recently that when they're going on holiday to Cornwall from here, they jump in the car at 2 a.m. with their uh, fairly newborn baby and they uh, drive through the early hours to arrive at their destination. Now, do they enjoy being up at 2 a.m.? Not really. But how do they feel? Well, pretty good, actually, because they've left behind all of the housework and that window that needs fixing and whatever it might be, and they're going on holiday. Is life easier for us because we're Christians? No, not really. But it makes a huge difference if we refuse to dwell on the past and keep looking forward because life is going somewhere. And as I mentioned before, on a day-to-day -day basis, it is that that makes the big difference in our lives. As the old hymn says, absent from him, that is from Jesus, I roam, yet nightly pitch my moving tent a day's march nearer home. Let me uh, close with our future hope that may take place tonight for all we know. And that helps keep it fresh in our minds. We might all reach the end of our journey very soon. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Let's pray that we'll do that this week. Father in heaven, may we stand firm in our Lord Jesus Christ this week in the way we've just seen. Journeying on, traveling light, and looking forward to our final destination. Not being lazy and not putting off opportunities to serve you, but grasping them with both hands, excited about what the future may hold when we commit ourselves to you and when we're open to where your Holy Spirit might lead. So please be with us this week and draw us closer to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.